and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me right off his busiest day of the year, <laughs> from the North Pole, Santa Claus himself, Mr. Ray Jewell. Well, ho, 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 Kevin, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, my kids are pretty much convinced you are Santa Claus. When I try to tell them there is no Santa Claus, they're like, no, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, you have ruined my kids' theology. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you haven't even gotten into the Arminian stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we could always use St. Nicholas as our model. <laughs> go and what? How did he do that? He went, go and punch some heretics. Yeah, go punch some heretics. That sounds like... There are times when I I think I could do that. <laughs> I think I could do that. <laughs> Except today it wouldn't, it wouldn't be necessarily... Ar, uh, not Arminians, but uh, Arians. <laughs> Arians, yeah. Uh, but... You know, I'd, 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 I'm pretty sure I, I, I'd be able to punch a prosperity gospel preacher, you know. It would be... I think Joel Osteen... I'm not going to say I would punch him in the face. No. Because that would be wrong. That would be wrong. But I can't say the thought hasn't crossed my mind, especially well, with that big smile on his face. Where I'd, um, like to, where I'd like to punch him is in the wallet. Yeah. So I could get some of that prosperity coming my way. <laughs> All right, we're going to get ourselves in trouble here. Yes, you might um, want to edit all of this out. <laughs> just for the record, we are against physical, physically assaulting anybody. We are. Uh, unless it's self-defense. Um, <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Mr. Olstein, I, I will not punch you in the face. Uh, I might slap you in the face with some good theology. There you go. Uh, but not something physical. All right, well, anyway, you know, we're fresh off Christmas, and we're looking at a new year. But before we look at this new year, today we're going to look back on the year 2020. Uh. Um, you know, I don't know about you, I remember the beginning of the year, back in December, January-ish. Um, <laughs> I remember all these churches having the uh, the theme of, let's have 2020 vision. Yes. And that didn't really work out too well. Well, I mean, it was visionary, that's for sure. But it just wasn't the right vision. It was not the kind of vision people envisioned. That's correct. We never thought of a pandemic. Although we were starting, back in January, I do remember hearing, you know, what's going on in Wuhan, China. Mm -hmm. And uh, this mysterious disease that, that that's hurting some people. And... You know, at that point, I wasn't thinking uh, by this time this year, I'm wearing a mask everywhere and social distancing and yeah. staying at home and watching church virtually and just the entire, you know, it's shaking up everyone's lives. But it wasn't a complete loss. I mean, God still works in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. And so there are some things we can learn mm -hmm. uh, even in the midst of this. And so I wrote a couple of things down, Ray, I know. Uh, you took meticulous notes I'm looking at right here, page <laughs> after page after page. I don't know where you came up with all the time to write this. Um, <laughs> well, when you have a pandemic and you can't go anywhere, I, guess so. I mean, there you go. <laughs> all right, well, my number one, or, or I don't know if we'll number these, but no, my first thought <laughs> was uh, the importance of the physical gathering of the church. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of times... Uh, I, I I might have been guilty of, of downplaying this, although I've always been one who, who's been in church, I, you know, since I can remember every Sunday pretty much, mm -hmm. I'm there. But I got a renewed sense of why that's important this year. When that's taken away from you, it really hits like, 
I don't like watching this on a computer screen. Right. I mean, it's nice that we had the computer screen. It's nice that right. you know the that church meetings and small groups and school and and all that. That that's nice that it's there, but it's certainly not the ideal. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to greet each other with a holy kiss. When you, okay. Don't when you don't come near me. <laughs> if that's weird, you know. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, even a handshake. I mean, we're doing yeah. we're doing elbow bumps, right? And you know, some some have it down to a science. They sort of lean in on their yeah. on their uh, approach, and I'm like, okay, you know. But but that's still some kind of touch. I think the importance of touch and just the importance of seeing each other, even though you can't see people smiling very yeah. much, you can see their eyes and you can see that they care. And and it's it really, you know, I tried staying at home uh, one or two weeks, and it just wasn't cutting it for me yeah. because it's if you're not right there, it's easy to get distracted by other people or other stuff going on, right. and you know, I mean, I get distracted easily anyway. But if I'm there physically there. Um, with the others that are there, you know, um, you get you get more of the sense of of the uh, community aspect that it's meant to be. Right. And that, you know, I mean, it's just important that we keep that in our in the forefront of our minds as as believers. And I, I mean, I know some people. We're devout Christians who are fed up with the institutional idea of the church, and I get that, but they're wanting to go off and do it in a different way, and that's, I mean, that's up to them, if, you know, but I'd rather stay where I'm at and try to make change happen right. in the context of where, it, where I'm at. And, and so I think the lesson to learn here, John Grice, is that Ray Jewell is after you. He is starting some sort of rebellion within your church <laughs> to to cleanse and purify uh, your mistakes. Oh uh, no, John Grice is not one that makes too many mistakes. He, and I don't think he's he, one that listens to the podcast. Well, either, you know, he, he's been on. He's but, had one time reluctantly, yes. but uh, he did have uh, he and Craig and I did a uh, parody of the Twelve Days of Christmas last uh, a week ago yesterday and it was about uh, COVID style hmm. so like the first day of Christmas the COVID gave to me endless days of quarantine is like the first verse and, and then like you know just different things that were associated with the with that and now is this has this been recorded it has been recorded you can go to the uh, church's website and it'd be uh, in the service for December thirteenth. All right, we're gonna look this up. We're gonna put it. We're gonna put it on our website. We're okay. Because I need to watch this now. Yeah, you do. It, it was it was a hoot. We had a lot of fun. Of course, you know you know John and Craig yeah. and I, and I think Craig and I we weren't gonna let John just you know do it his way. Right. <laughs> we we had it. Ray, you don't let anyone do it your way. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, to a point. You know, but uh, 
But to circle back, I, yeah, yeah, we we it is know, important that we're together. Right. Hebrews ten twenty five says, "Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is." So we don't want to forsake the assembly, and I think we have a renewed reason why that is. For me, um, it was almost depressing watching stuff on a computer screen. I get why we had to do that. I even mm-hmm. agree to some to some extent, but. Uh, you know, as this pandemic went on further, it was just like, you know what? At some point, you got to risk something. Yeah. And um, I, I might as well risk it for fellowship, for Christian fellowship, for the teaching of the word. Um, I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to downplay COVID. I don't want to at all. If, if you're sick or if you're showing symptoms, please stay home. Yeah. Be smart. Wear a mask. Social distance. I'm all for that. Um and really, if that's all it requires for me to fellowship someone, if I put a cloth over my mouth and nose, then fine. I'm willing to do that. Um, Christians have met under much worse. We've, had, we've, we've done a program on this. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ray, you were just telling me a story. We want to go into a second point here um, right before the podcast about something you've learned. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you want me to write on myself. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I, I want you to show some some humility here. Yes. Um, well, I was, you know, I've been a part of Roxbury. It's my home church. I grew up there. I went off, you know, for several years to um, for educational purposes, and then I was preaching in different places. Then I came back and been back again for three, three and a half years, and I was sort of feeling like, um, well, they're not using me. I've got all this training and all this other stuff, and they're not using me. And even considered and talked with my wife about the possibility of going elsewhere that I might be used. And the very next day, I got an email from uh, Annette and I are in a different life group than the one Kevin and John and Craig and I are in as well. And uh, they're sent, sent out emails basically saying, you know what, we need greeters at uh, Sunday morning worship. And it's like, okay, Lord, you, you got me there. Uh, he's telling me, be yeah. humble and you know, serve where I want you to serve and do that. And there's nothing wrong with being a greeter. Right. I, I enjoy you know, talking to people and and uh, welcoming them to the service and stuff. And I, I had the, the door that was least traveled by, so, mm. <laughs> but, uh, so I could actually carry out a conversation with a couple for a little longer. But, you know, it just every so often, well, probably more than every so often for me, but a reminder to, like you said, be humble. Yeah. Do what do what the Lord has for you to do, and um, you know just let go of what you think you should do. Not that I don't desire to teach; I do. I mean, yeah. I would be. And God has gifted you in that area for sure. Well, thank you. I I praise Him for that. But it's interesting because I I'm working my way through Philippians in my writings, and. Paul, in this section in chapter 3, where he's talking about forgetting what's gone is behind you and pressing yeah. on, he says that after he recounts all the, the stuff he did right. 
that he thought was God's will for yeah. him to do, but he was so off base, it's ridiculous. He says, you know, forget that. Forget, because that'll just bring more guilt and shame. Right. But in Christ, you're free from that. In fact, in all those things, he says, that drew him away from Christ. Yeah, yeah. All those things that, that gave him pride. And, see, I, I, you know, and, and we're kind of in the same boat to some degree in that, you know, we have these... Um, degrees in theology mm-hmm. and uh, we both have a desire to preach and to teach and uh, you know and I'm in a good position here at, at Rock County Christian School where I can do some of those things uh, and I just got some opportunities this weekend to do some preaching um, but you know sometimes it's like I don't this is gonna make me sound horrible um, <laughs> well it's <laughs> but it's like okay some of this stuff is beneath me isn't it I have a theology degree. You know, what am I doing teaching little kids? Or what am I doing shaking hands at the door? Or what am I oh, doing? It's like, you know what? You high schoolers, did you hear that? He just yeah. called you little kids. <laughs> well, no, I, I actually taught some little kids this weekend. Oh, okay, uh, okay. In, in our junior church. Oh, uh, right. But some of those high school kids are, do act like little kids. They you do. You know who you are. <laughs> I know who you um, are. And you're on the yeah. naughty list. <laughs> so, oh boy. Okay, so... Um, but you know that's God saying you know that that's that's pride, mm-hmm. that's ego. Um, I I need to 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 be serving my 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 brothers and sisters in Christ, and whether that's you know uh, cleaning up a bathroom or mm-hmm. teaching little kids or shaking hands at the door, uh, there's nothing that's beneath me. Our our Lord and Savior, yep. you know, uh, the night before he was uh, crucified, took the basin and the towel yep. and, and washed the feet of his disciples. Uh, and that's the, that's the 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 greatest example we have of of, of service. It's it's not just you know I, I think of even uh, Paul's illustration about the body of Christ. How um, you know some are more uh, seen than others. He compares it to a, a physical body, mm-hmm. uh, but all the parts of the body are important. Yeah. Um, not everyone is going to have this the same visibility or or attention that all the others but um they're all important and god has a plan for those and it's ego and pride and and well just and a rotten attitude that yeah, says i can't do some of these things and i guess you know to extend that some some of the bigger named people in american christianity have taken a huge fall yeah in the last year or so and that's where pride will get you, and arrogance, and you know, thinking you're above anybody's rules. You can you can do this because. And I think that's another lesson. Maybe we can even learn because we had some big name uh, mm-hmm. people just recently. Carl Lentz at, at Hillsong in New York, and even after the passing of Ravi Zacharias, yeah, we're starting to hear some things that um, some allegations about him that were covered up. And these are people that a lot of people... I'm not a big fan of Hillsong. Um, no, but I was a big fan of Ravi Zacharias. Right. Um, and yeah, sometimes... I, and part of me wondered, you know, if, if God had put me... If I were in one of those places, would I would I fall like that too? Yeah. Um, so I can't be so prideful. Maybe, maybe, you know, me being in the position I'm in right now is saving me from a, a bigger fall. Because yeah. I don't have the, the character... Um, or the faith to, to, to be in such a role. Well, we're both characters, but you're <laughs> right. I, you know, I think that's uh, 
something that I know that I've struggled with pride a lot. And, I, and, the, and the weird thing about it is, just when you when you think you got it figured, yeah, that's when something happens and you're oh good grief, I'm having to learn this one all over again. Well, I do, I do know you have a problem with pride. And that's why God brought me into your life. Is that it? Okay. To, to <laughs> I was bring that down. Wondered why a Calvinist <laughs> would become one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for your humility. <laughs> Um, I'm here to tear you down and to... Re, uh, re, reform me? Right. Literally reform me. Yeah, right. All the way back to the Reformation. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I got another thing I, I was okay. thinking of that before we get ourselves into too much trouble. Yeah, we've um, already blown it, sir. <laughs> talking about reformed and whatnot, I th even, I'm going to use the S word here, but I think you're going to agree with it. Um, I, I think 2002 has showed us... 2002, God, huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> 2020 has ultimately showed us God's sovereignty over our, our human plans. Yes. Because, um, you know, no one saw this coming. No. Um, no good grief, and, no. you know, from, you know, I'm in education, I'm teaching, and it's like everything changes almost daily. Mm -hmm. What we're doing, what we're trying. Oh, I think this is going to, well, no, no, that's not going to work. We're going to try this, we're going to try this, we're going to try this. Yeah. And it's just like, I just have to depend on God. He knows what's going on, and I don't. Well, and I mean, and uh, that is in all aspects of our life. I mean, the whole political yeah. upheaval and mess that it's been, and all the things that you know keep coming down the pike from both sides of the aisle are ridiculously out there. And you well, know, maybe I'm getting in trouble now, but it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> and won't be the last time. All right. Uh, the, the, but the thing about it is, where's the trust in God? Right. The, the church, you know, is being ridiculously um, swayed to do things that they ought not to do. There's just so much of it. And I'm sorry, but I just can't. I can't go there. Yeah. I mean, not not with a clear conscience that says, you know, God is in control. And I think we've seen these, all of these conspiracy theories oh. and all of these, uh, you know, all of it, whether it's about COVID or the election or whatever, mm -hmm. and they all rise up and you just think, where is the trust in God? Yep. Um, I, my life, no, I, I don't believe my life is being run by a shadow government or the swamp or whatever you want to call it, um, God is ultimately in control. If you know uh, Joe Biden's going to take office on January twentieth, mm -hmm. and you know, I whether we go socialist, I mean, that, and I don't think we're going to go socialist if we I, understand what socialism is. Um, but can we take steps towards there? Sure, mm -hmm. um, but my life is not dependent upon Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. um, I, my life is dependent upon Jesus Christ. The church has survived much worse than good night, sleepy Joe Biden. Uh, you know, <laughs> President Trump's running this guy down to sleepy Joe. And all of a sudden now, sleepy Joe is like this uh, massive uh, behind-the-scenes guy who's plotting uh, with world leaders and uh, Dominion software engineers to hijack an election. Uh, whereas just you know we were talking before like you can't like get, you can't even get out of this basement, uh, but now we've transformed it anyway. 
<laughs> you know, the, the, I'm getting political here. I got to stop. Well, um, I mean, you can't help that. I mean, I know yeah. you're well enough to know you got to But ultimately, our trust is in the Lord. Yeah. And whether it's Joe Biden or Nero on the throne, mm-hmm. God is ultimately on his throne, and that's what matters. And, and, and thank I God it's there. not Nero, right? Right. I mean, right. you think it's bad with with Biden coming in or even with Trump there. No, neither one of them come anywhere close to the nasty rascal Nero was. Right. I mean, torching Christians in his gardens yeah. because uh, he wanted to be able to see at night. Right. And I, I, I'm trying to sound a little post-millennial here. We just, well, we don't have a clue in our country what persecution is, what suffering is. Yeah, and there's a difference between persecution and what I, what I look at our country. I, it, to me, it more seems, okay, Christianity has lost its favored position right. in society. Exactly. And to some degree, that's a good thing, because we do have a whole bunch of, we have, we have had serious problems with nominal Christianity. Yeah. And as, as more pressure has been put on culturally, we're starting to see... Um, I think more of a purification of the church, yeah. Um, and that's different than than a persecution. Right. I I don't fear death. I don't fear the FBI is listening to this podcast. Although I wish they would, because we could use the numbers. <laughs> um, I don't think they're listening to this podcast and and plotting uh, our destruction. Right. Although, you know, if I were to run for office someday, it, it, I could see someone pulling up some old podcast and saying, "Look at this radical guy." Yeah. Um, so there's a difference between, I think, full-on persecution and losing our preferred status, right. uh, which has pros and cons to it. Well, yeah, and the, and the preferred status thing, I mean, uh, it, it is deep-seated. It goes way beyond even the beginning of this country. It goes back to the 4th century A.D. when, what's his name? Constantine. Yeah, Constantine legalized Christianity. It became the church of the state. And ever well, since Well, Theodosius would make it well, the right. official religion. But right. yeah, Christ, it, it, it starts on that when Constantine, Constantine takes over. In, yeah. um, well, didn't he take a bunch of his soldiers and had them go baptize them? Yeah, well, and, and, and I think at, we start, at, we at sword point <laughs> when when Constantine, you know, I, I as a church historian, yeah. I'm not really a church historian. I just want to take that title. Um, <laughs> There's uh, that pride thing, you know. In 3 AD, it. I love studying things like the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, um, and we kind of alluded to that at the beginning of the podcast yeah, about Saint Nicholas, uh, Saint Nicky, the uh, Bishop of Myra, later known as Saint Nicholas, and Athanasius and Arius and all that. But if you look, uh, who called for that that church council? It was it was Constantine, Constantine yeah. because Arianism was causing division throughout the kingdom, and and Constantine wanted to have some unity here in this newfound religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have the emperor now commanding churches, and I think right. that's really even the beginnings of the the Roman Catholic Church and all of this stuff. Yep. I don't want to go go yep. too far no, down that. You're right, but, but but the idea of a of a nationalistic religion, I think, yeah, you're right, has a has its roots there, mm-hmm. and we have to fight against that because it wasn't good for the church then, and it's not good for the church now. Correct. That's exactly right. Okay, well, uh, that's our wrap on 2020 as 
our time is ticking away. And honestly, I'm a little anxious because I have a package coming yeah. um, with my new laptop. So I'm really excited about that. Well, see, and it should be here any minute now. Something else good about 2020. Yes, I'm getting Kevin, a new Kevin's laptop. Getting a new laptop. The and Lord, so the Lord blesses. Yes. Mine is being held together by duct tape, literal duct tape right now. Ah. Um, so I'm excited about that. And so thank you. Um, you know who you are. I don't know if you want to be mentioned or not. Um, but he is a fellow believer okay. and uh, someone you've met before, Ray. You don't know that. Okay. Uh, never been on this podcast, but I've, I've interviewed him before. Anyway, so I, I'm rambling on, but we're going to call this a wrap. We're going to call the whole year a wrap. This is our last podcast of the year. And so the next time we see you, it's going to be 2021, and it's going to be a great year. In the Lord. In the Lord, no matter if we have COVID or not. That's right. All right, and whatever happens in 2021, um, by God's grace, we're going to get through it. Amen. All right, so have a good rest of your week. Don't forget, uh, well, Ray, do we have any, uh, back up, we didn't do any any, any uh, uh, suggested resources or anything. Is there, any, is there a book th- this year that you've read? That you'd recommend that, like, yeah, this this was good. I know you've read a couple of, of good books. Yeah, I have. Actually, the one I'm reading right now, is uh, done by Dr. Walter Zorn. He was the, uh, I guess he was the academic dean, and he also was the Old Testament professor at Lincoln when I was in school there. I never had a class with him, but. Uh, He's come out with a book called The Faithfulness of the Messiah. And um, uh, I forget the subtitle. But what he's looking at is the phrase uh, in Christ. Hmm. Uh, um, Is it it have to have faith in Christ or should it be faithfulness of Christ? And it's just sort of an interesting take on reading that depending on which way you read it because the one way it's all about me having faith but the other it's all about this is what christ did and i Hmm. and that's the one he's landing on and it's it'll it it will open some people's eyes to read that i mean i'm finding that it makes what i've already believed (laughs) to be much more agreeable. All right, so. I just got a text saying my, my computer's five minutes away, so I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, I'm going to you in. You but I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to leave with my recommended resource. Will be uh, my early Christmas gift from my boss. Um, that's Wayne Grudem's new systematic theology. His uh, this is uh, the second edition, and I'm really excited. I've delved a little bit into it, and I'm going to get into the thick of it after Christmas. Uh huh. So I'm going to recommend that book. You got you got like. Uh, what, two or three weeks of straight reading, right? I mean, that's a huge <laughs> book, right? 600 pages or something like that? Yeah, it is a large book. I'm not going to read it all right now. <laughs> but I am looking forward to getting into it. All right, so thanks for listening. Join us back next year. So have a great rest of your year. Check us out at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and on Twitter at Basic Biblecast and Instagram, same thing. Okay, see you next time.